Before we begin today's episode, we are patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Wallen, Zach Duran, Daniel and Cara Lighting, and our newest members, Robert and Lisa Herring. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. Uh, We are your hosts as always, I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And today we are discussing a little bit of a tragedy, uh, a piece of music history that I think we all should know and we're about to educate you a little bit on it right now um but legends of r&b uh that funk shut the phone a little up. bit of the r&b a little bit of funk They're, they they didn't really cross genres a, t- a ton but they were both involved in the same uh tragedy here uh this is uh uh we're talking about otis redding uh first and foremost otis redding uh, and then there are some members of uh, the the Barkays um, that were involved in this as well. A band I really fell in love with um, after the sh- movie uh, Superbad came out. Yeah, that's what you were saying uh, off off mic, and I and I remember I was I was looking at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you know you said Too it hot was to that stop. theme, and and then you were like, and then you did the bass line with your mouth, and I was like, I mean, I I kind of know what you're doing, but it also at the time kind of felt like you were maybe doing that. What's that one song? Money, 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 money. Well, it, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But it just has that like long, has that, that good four note that like funk. I love that freaking yeah. bass. So as soon, as soon as you as soon as you said that, and then we played it, uh, I was like, "Hold, okay, dude. Of course, I know, I know what you're you, talking about. That four measure bass note, though, yeah, just like gets you gets you rocking. It's just right there. Yeah, it's just it right you. there. You feel it in your soul. Oh yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk a little bit about the the, the tragic death uh, of of Otis Redding and uh, members of the Barquets. Um and we have uh, great Wisconsin music from Horace Green. And uh, then we also have a beer review. Uh, of course, Hopefully why find, wouldn't we? We might have some new one on. You never know. Gotta keep, oh, yeah. Got to keep an ear. We've been trying to support that local like we always do, baby. Got to support that local. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why I did any of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then, of course, we have another infamous uh, you got tale. You've got in your, the shaman. Oh, I thought you said shaman. I don't know shaman. what you uh, but of course, we have another infamous tale of uh, of absolute wild, disgusting uh, behavior from crazy acts. A Wisconsin uh, uh, individual. That, in, in, what is it called? There can we? Yeah, yeah. It's that, in a it's in a a little thing we call. How many locals you at? Hear that growl? Yo, did you hear that growl? I did. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh please like, subscribe, follow, leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh try to interact with that somehow, some way. Uh 
helps the algorithm push to people that might not know about the show and that kind of things. Uh, word of mouth, tell your friends, tell your family, yeah, definitely. Uh, tell the person at the Sendix grocery store or whatever you, uh, <laughs> yeah, wherever you the shop. Mo- the most Wisconsin places you can definitely tell it. Tell yeah. Them, so. uh, go, yeah. When the, when the person at quick trip tells you, see you next time, you'd be like, you know what? You will, but also you should check out Wisconsin drunken history podcast. That would be the best thing ever. Yeah. Also. Oh yeah. Hey, I don't know if I told you, I probably did, but we got a follow on Instagram from one of my favorite radio personalities. I listen to 96.5 WKLH oh, yeah, every too. morning um, with the Dave Doreen uh, morning show. Doreen Michaels from that show. She listens to Unprompted followed me on Instagram. She or followed must, us on Instagram. She must listen to our gnarliness. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, That's so cool. that was that was epic. I thought that that was really cool. We also got a really cool mention uh, from uh, Northwoods News. Uh, I thought that was incredible. Top five podcast or something you should listen to from your state. Uh, from Wisconsin, she obviously that this is a Wisconsin-based uh, um, um, article, and and uh, so they they had put together some uh, some uh, article about podcasts that you should listen to and add to your playlist. Right now, we were on there. You know, we try to just bring the jolly, right? We don't talk about politics or anything really negative. We just try to bring in the comedy and, like, you know, just crazy stuff that happens in our state that well, we, you know. Exactly. We're trying to be funny, um, whether or not it's <laughs> whether or not it's working. I yeah, don't know. But, yeah. Um, I mean, we definitely probably lost some people with some of the stuff we talk about because it's just so ridiculous. Right, right. I mean, yeah. and over the top. I mean, we get we get pretty over the top. But those were some pretty cool features uh, that I that pieces of news that I wanted to go ahead and, and update uh, the listeners and everybody on uh, before we got jumping into too much here uh hey and also if you uh potentially want to uh support this podcast uh, even more than just by listening uh go to our website wisconsindrunkenhistory.com uh there's a link there for patreon there's a link there for uh merch uh from t public there's also uh, a way for you to contact us so if you want to reach out to us give us suggestions on certain things that's the best place to do it. And we definitely reach out as much as we can. I mean, I, I love to go on there and just, you know, we get really cool mentions or something. I'll try to comment on there. I know Eric does a lot of our social media. I run the whole thing. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I mean, like yeah. we talked about in the last episode, maybe I'm not the most up to date. And I'm an engineer, which is crazy, but I'm not the most up to date when it comes to the social. I also I also put it this way. You, you do a lot for the podcast just by being here because you've got, uh, you've got a, a, a child and you live farther away and you come here you know and usually I, it's about I, once a month and i usually write a lot of them oh exactly yeah. which is kind of i try you're, to you're the research guy you're the writer uh for a lot of this stuff so i don't mean to say that you don't contribute in any other no, way than, than i didn't driving. take it that way yeah um, i didn't take it that way you know but you you have a, a big a load on your plate as far as just even getting here to the studio because all i got to do is wake up cover up my my bits and uh then i walked downstairs it's funny we were having I'm a here, conversation you know? about that like we were both bare ass in our bed yeah we you, you messaged me because we were supposed morning. to get together tomorrow yeah but we're like, you were uh, like eh. let's just do it today to get yeah. our sunday free for the packer games and stuff you know i don't think the packers played i don't think they do either they but thursday or something it's but, nice yeah. to free up that sunday once in a while yeah. you know what i'm talking about and, and also this episode isn't going to come out the same week that we're talking about it so maybe the packers do play next sunday or something yeah yeah but anyway like you said uh you know there's there's a lot of uh um, different responsibilities that go into the podcast. You're responsible for some of them. I'm responsible for some of them. Um, as far as running the the social media accounts and that kind of stuff, it just it it's a part of the thing that I like to do anyway. Um, and you're a great editor, by the way. Thank you. I mean, our 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 sound is top notch compared to a lot of the podcasts I've heard. Like we have right. some great sound. You do you do I a think, lot. I think to start that was the number one thing. I was like, I don't mind putting. 
you know, a couple thousand dollars into this thing if it's going to make us not sound like, you know, Tin Can Alley here. Yeah, um, which is kind of what my podcast is super low budget, and I had a lot of time editing and cropping and stuff. I just remember I told Andrea uh, the other night, I was like, do you remember how this whole thing started? Because I was, of course, in my feels, sitting on the couch, hanging out. It was late night, and uh, I said... Um, I was just feeling really proud about, you know, the, the show and about where we've come in, in that three years and, and all that stuff. And I just remember saying, do you remember that simple conversation? And we went over to Russ's farm in Beloit, uh, one day I was going to bring him a microphone cause I hadn't used it. It was still wrapped in cellophane. And I, and I wanted to, I wanted to give you a present to help your podcast, you know, potentially be better. And so I, I brought over this microphone for you and you were like, shit, dude, that's awesome. That's like top dog. And then, you know, we got to talking about how COVID was going to basically probably shut you down a little bit. Um, I couldn't go into the nursing homes exactly. and get stories from like the people anymore. So it was yeah. great, man. It was, it was and like so good then timing. It was almost like, uh, it was probably about a total of a five minute conversation where it was like, Hey, uh, you know, that'd be really cool if we got together and did like some sort of Wisconsin based, uh, themed podcast. And that's, truly where it began yeah and then you you came over you helped me put together these stupid sound panels um in, in a day that you know we basically cursed out our uh high school wood shop teachers and, and <laughs> we did we our, they actually they turned out really good though to be it honest. turned out great i mean these are like professional um, looking panels and they were in a studio yeah you know and that's my thing is that you know we we had this really quick conversation that that just began this whole thing so then i got like i said uh a little bit emotional and a little bit proud uh, uh over the last uh looking back at the last three years and just thinking, holy shit, you know, now we've had an opportunity to host and be a part of different events around the, yeah, the state no, of that Wisconsin. Is, that has just been, it's blown yeah. my mind. Some of the events we've actually like, yeah. been announcers at, or, you know, people have asked us to come out to help them. And yeah, we, we're definitely willing to do that. Anything to support like local city we've stuff, been on, we're all about it. We've been on live radio in yeah, Waukesha. Oh, yeah, here. that's right. Um, just we've had a lot of really cool events. opportunities uh, and, and to be a part of a bunch of stuff, which is really cool. We were on the Cabin podcast uh, oh man, guests. I forgot uh, all about. Yeah, that was um, so long ago now, like two yeah, years. Yeah, we've done a lot of really, really cool collabs. We've worked with a lot of really cool people. We've had the 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 fortune enough to to really be involved in a lot of really cool things off of something that you know I was like, you know, uh, it'll be fun just to get together with my friend and create this regardless of who listens or whatever. And now I'm thinking, dude, we've got over a thousand followers on on. Um, uh, Instagram, we've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of listeners to every episode every week to the point where, you know, our more than our, our monthly media, listener is like crazy. Our, our monthly download for this podcast is a, roughly like between four and five thousand. It's just wild. Month, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And like, I, I always laugh because like, you know, me, like Eric, you're probably a little more professional acting than I am, but we've talked to like some top, <laughs> some top notch, like city officials in the city of Milwaukee, say, which has just like blown my mind. I yeah. never thought I'd have a conversation with some of the city <laughs> officials. And just to think, you know, for most of those conversations, we were pretty in the bag. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we did some jokes, like I was asking what it was like one of the heads of like the urban development. I asked him if he's going to have a mullet Yeah, because we were like thinking about yeah. <laughs> like, who asked who also to ask a city official if he's going to rock a mullet. Pro probably not the most professional thing you can do, right? No, no, not at all. But that's exactly where this podcast needs to be. Yeah, no, we need, we need and... to be on the border of cool podcast. It does really cool things, but also funny and just friends having a good time. And yeah, that's what I think. I, I sort of love to imagine the idea that the listener is sitting in their car or listening at work or doing whatever, and, and they feel like they're just the third wheel 
as a part of this friendship. You know what's funny is like you know? somebody somebody told me that once in a while they have a conversation with like just just jokes that were there that we didn't do. Yeah. You know, like I think that's just yeah. Hilarious. They're bringing up. Yeah, they're yeah. bringing up. From you should have. You should have done say. that. Like it was so yeah. obvious. You know. Yeah. But I th- I just thought that was kind of cool and like it's like having a conversation. And, yeah. And that's what I love. I, I I just love to to imagine, uh, you know, the the four or five thousand uh, uh, people that listen, uh, what they're doing when they're when they're listening. You know, hopefully they're not taking a huge wild duke or something. But. And it's cool because like sometimes even you know you get like feedback because we'll say some like for example the friends like we're not a huge friend. Of oh friends. yeah. <laughs> like and I actually like you know I was funny this morning. I I woke up and I was, I was talking to ex girlfriend of mine. You know we, we're still really close friends. We talk a lot and. Uh, we were talking about how when we used to make love and she'd put on Friends and how many boners yeah. boners I lost when Friends was on in the background. Yeah, Friends is not cool. You like, I like I've lost like two or three boners from just Ross talking in the background. I was just gonna say Ross would be the first one. <laughs> you just be like, like my fuck. There it go. There it goes, dude. I yeah. lost that that love. Ross Geller, a fucking uh, anthropologist or whatever the fuck he yeah, is. Yeah, dude. I lost archaeologist. Or I something. lost some boners from Ross, dude. He likes dinosaurs. <laughs> Ross oh. made me lose some stiff rods, dude. Yeah, go go dig up a bone. Yeah, weirdo. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so but no, I just thought that was funny because it was like a t- just just stuff like that, and I like that people reach out and like, oh no, I love that show, but like, and that's totally cool. Like, yeah, and like even the Springsteen, you know, somebody said that oh, they don't Bruce like Springsteen, Springsteen either, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not a huge fan of Springsteen. I like the drummer Max Weinberg. Uh, oh yeah, for Springsteen sure. in the E Street Band, he's great. He's yeah, been with and them even for even the backup band years. of the E Street Band is great. Yeah, I just don't like I just don't like Bruce, dude. I don't yeah. like his voice. I don't like his guitar playing. I don't think he's the best guitarist. He's in the probably world. the shittiest boss there ever was. Yeah, he's not a boss, dude. No, he's not the boss. No. He's he's mid middle management. He's dude. yeah, he's mid level management. It's yeah, fucking dork. <laughs> if anything, yeah. dude. Yeah, and you know what I did see one time is when he threw his fucking guitar. This was earlier this year, and he threw his guitar and he thought someone was gonna catch it, and instead he just threw a fucking nineteen fifties telly at somebody and it just landed on the ground. Did somebody grab it though and like use it? Well, I mean I he, they picked it up and I think they fixed it if there was anything wrong with it, but he didn't yeah. get to grab it and take it home? Like no. that should be like dude, No, he was throwing it now. to like his tech. Oh, he was like he behind him backstage, and and he just totally. Fu- that yeah. was not a boss he, move, he, dude. He threw the guitar like Jordan Love throws a ball, and That's, he totally missed the fucking guy. Dude, this isn't boss. This is like micromanagement. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, dude, you're a mid level manager at best, you dork. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. And I hope he listens. He won't, but I hope he does. And uh, let's just jump right in here now that we're talking. No, about No, he's going to be on stage talking about us like these yeah. two douchebags. He's like. Yeah, that fat kid that does that podcast in his, <laughs> in his basement or whatever. He's your mid-level manager, you <laughs> yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Ric Flair this, you turd. Um, <laughs> but anyway, let's talk oh, about okay. yeah, uh, let's the, the unfortunate death uh, of of um, Otis Redding and also there was some members of, of the bar, Barquets that you were talking about. Um, but but really, this, this story comes into play here. This is... Uh, I believe it's 1967. Um, yep, is is the actual year of of Otis Redding's uh, accident here. Um, I mean, but if you don't know Otis Redding, he was considered one of the kings of soul. I mean, he was kind of a big, just big an R and B absolute pioneer. You know, uh, we're we're talking about um, a, a guy that had you know probably one of one of the most notable hits. I mean, of, everyone of knows era. it. I mean, sitting on the dock of the bay yeah, was like a big, big big hit. So. By 1967, uh, the band was uh, traveling to performances in uh, in, in Otis Redding's uh, Beechcraft H-18 airplane, 
Um, and on December 9th, they appeared on the upbeat television show produced in Cleveland. Uh, they played three concerts in two nights at a club called Leo's Casino. That sounds that sounds like mafia. That sounds style. spicy. It is fucking Leo's Casino Day. Probably chicks wearing yeah. boas and their boobs hanging out. Like Andrew Dice Clay type. Yeah. Deal in the background. Going a lot of smoking. Going yeah, a lot of in, smoking. Indoors. Yeah. You know, May have been a couple of guys in the dumpster out back. We don't know. Absolutely. 100%. We got beat up by baseball bats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So after a phone call with uh, uh, with his wife and children, um, Otis Redding's next stop was Madison, Wisconsin, um, which would be the next day. That would be Sunday, December 10th, 1967. Um, they were to play at the Factory Nightclub, and that that was near the University of Wisconsin. I don't know if that uh, still Madison. exists. I don't know. I don't think it does. I'm sure the building is there, but I'm sure it's not. It's probably something else now. Yeah, it's probably uh, Foxy's or whatever the fuck that Bear Nightclub is. It's there uh, where the guy offered us drinks wearing a fucking that leather. was that was Wolf's Wolf's. Yeah. That was a crazy night, man. Wolf's. It was Wolf's, like a dog bark. Are you sure? I think it's. I think it's. An, I think there's an L. I in thought there. it was Wolf's. God, now we got to look it up. Now no, it was do... definitely Wolf's, man. All right, like, let's look it up. It's Wolf's Club. and uh, Wolf's in Madison, right? No, it was Wolf's, dude. Oh, is it called Wolf's? Yeah, like a dog bark, dude. Yeah, that Shit. was it, man, and we went in there. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, but that guy credit was... where credit's due. You were right. I was wrong. It that, is called Wolf's. That guy was wearing some like leather straps. He was ready for the night. Just dude. really, he really awesome outfit he was wearing. He, um, was, he was ready. He's like, yeah, you can't take those drinks outside. We're just trying to get a Sprite here, but we yeah. can't even take those outside. So we, yeah. were, we were like hanging out in a gay club. Where are you going with that Sprite, man? Uh, but anyway, so he, he Otis Redding is about to play uh, a show on December 10th. At the factory nightclub near the University of uh, Wisconsin Madison, uh, although the weather was was poor, uh, it was heavy rain, fog, uh, and despite warnings, actually, uh, the plane decided to take off anyway. The never, pilot thought never a good we're decision. good, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, ask the you know the numerous people that have you know gone aside from the you know have have decided to ignore the warnings and just go with it anyway, and. Uh, unfortunately that's how these stories really kind of start there was a warning and somebody had said maybe don't and um so four miles from their destination at truex field in madison uh the pilot richard fraser radioed for permission to land that means he's in the cockpit he's driving the plane and he goes uh aircraft to ground control uh could we get a permission to land here uh altitude uh something something which is pretty official i know it sounds like i'm actually driving a plane i'm not I'm not in a plane right you now. Are, I've yeah. never done one. Um, but uh, shortly thereafter, the plane actually crashed into Lake Monona. That is one of the two lakes that's on either side of Madison there. There's like a nice strip of land that heads right to like the capital. On the left side, you got this. And on the right side, you got that. One of those is Lake Monona. One of those is Mendota. Yep. So you've got Lake Monona is the scene of this crash. Uh, and Barkay's member, Ben Cauley, the accident's only survivor, uh, was actually sleeping shortly before the accident. He woke just before the impact to see bandmate Fallon Jones look out a window and exclaim, oh, no. Uh, Cauley said the last thing he remembered uh, before the crash was unbuckling his seatbelt. He then found himself in frigid water, grasping a seat cushion to help Damn. keep afloat, um, which, you know, most of those things kind of are um, designed that way. You know, they, they engineer yep. the seats yeah. to be able to, you know, that kind of stuff. So as a non-swimmer, he was unable to rescue the others. The cause of the crash was never really determined. Um, besides Otis Redding, the other victims of the crash were four members of the Barkays. We have uh, guitarist Jimmy King, tenor saxophonist Fallon Jones, organist uh, Ronnie Caldwell, and the drummer Carl Cunningham. 
their valet, uh, Matthew Kelly, and then the pilot, obviously, um, Richard Frazier. So Redding's body was actually recovered the next day uh, when the lake was searched. Uh, The family postponed the funeral from uh, December 15th to the 18th uh, so that more people could attend. Um, Because this, you know, could you imagine the water at that point in December? December? Oh, my God. I'm surprised it wasn't completely, you know, frozen it could, over. It, it might have had a sh- yeah. thin sheet of ice at that point, too, which is just wild. But, you know, it's a tragedy that, that you know, comes out of nowhere. So, you know, postponing from the 15th to the 18th is to really allow for people to be able to travel. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and digest the accident. It was exactly. only eight, nine days after. I mean, right. Holy cow. Um, so the service actually took place uh, at the uh, city auditorium in Macon. Uh, I believe that's in Georgia. Uh, more than 4,500 people came to the funeral, overflowing the 3,000-seat hall. Uh, Redding was entombed at his ranch in Round Oak, uh, about 20 miles north of Macon. Uh, Jerry Wexler delivered the eulogy. Uh, Redding died just three days after recording Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, re-recording it. Yeah. Uh, which means there is a version that probably was recorded earlier on. I don't know if that's Probably in like a lo-fi day. album, just to get like right. a, a more modern mono. sound. Yeah, mo- probably had yeah mono. a modern sound. And now it would be in like stereo, mixed properly. But yeah, just three days after re-recording his biggest hit, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, um, he is survived by Zelma, his wife, and, and four children. Uh, Otis the Third, Dexter, Demetria, and Carla are, are their, the children's names there. Uh, on November 8th, 1987, a memorial plaque was placed on uh, the lakeside deck of the Madison Convention Center, uh, Monona Terrace. So mm-hmm. um, pretty crazy. And then obviously, as we kind of just dis- discussed at the back side of that, that article there, um, that sitting on the dock of the bay was posthumously released in 1968. So he had already passed away. Uh, and in January of 1968, just a few days later, uh, you've got, you know, one of the biggest hits of all fucking time. I still jam um, R and B. Uh, when you, when you think of that, you know, you, this song ultimately comes to mind. It has to. What, what's crazy about this <clears throat> is like Redding takes a spotlight. But for me, I mean, I'm a huge Barquet's fan too. I listen to them awesome when I just need to get that funk on, that dance moves going. Yeah. You know me, man. I'm a dancing fool, dude. I love dancing. You are. Yeah. In fact. What do you got for us here, Eric? <laughs> So that is that uh, your little intro to the Bar Ks. Uh, again, that was kind of the one that Russ was mentioning. Uh, that too was, hot to stop, baby. Yeah, too hot to stop. That was um, off um, Shut the Funk Up, I think, their album, which is awesome. Shut the Funk Up. It's a great album. I mean, I, <laughs> I love funk. When I just need to get my groove on, you know what I mean? I'll throw on some Bar Ks and just get down and dirty. And then, of course, uh, you know, the one that we were talking about, released posthumously by Otis Redding, re-recorded just... Three short days before his untimely passing there, uh, we've got a little snippet of uh, one of the best songs I think ever recorded. Let's hear it. Oh, listen to that. Ooh. Eric, you're just getting spicy here, buddy. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Oh, that is juicy. Watching the ships roll in and I watch him roll away again. Nice. Yeah. All right. So, man, you want to know what? You, you can just get 
down and dirty with that woman at that song. It's a dude. it's a spicy song, uh, but it's also just it's that soul. Oh, uh, it feels so good. It does. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, both fan. bands. I mean, I mean, I still listen to this day. Like a huge influence on me in music. I mean, Absolutely. Just, I take a lot of influence. I think from that Motown era. Um, yeah, you know what? Even my bass playing, it. like my bass style when I play, yeah. kind of has that like funkiness to it. You know? Yeah. It's some, like, of the, some of some of the best the, music ever recorded. You get that period. lows, but then you just come in with like a little high, like little notation that just kind of woo, baby. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Honestly, like I said, some of the best re- music ever recorded. Um. Some of the, you know, <coughs> oh, bless you. Had a sneeze break wow. here. Yeah. But uh, uh, some just some of the most soulful, um, best, best instrument uh, uh, playing as well. I mean, you think about back in those days when they had those uh, uh, session bands, session musicians. I mean, those were some of the best. Carol Kay, uh, uh, one of the best bass players of all fucking time. Oh, yeah. Um, just amazing. Uh, and, and there were so many greats uh, that, that, you know, maybe didn't get the recognition that they need, that they deserved on the backside of those records because, you know, Otis Redding has such a phenomenal voice. That, that uh, whole period too, when you had like Sam Cooke and well, and Sam Cooke untimely death too. Well, yeah. You know? Unfortunately, I mean, you know? I love Sam Cooke and he yeah. died in like a weirdest way, man. I, yeah. I hate to talk about it. Cause it's just so messed up. It is. Yeah. I, I love Sam Cooke. I love Otis Redding. I mean, I, I, that whole genre in that era just produced some of the greatest music of all time. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, uh, uh, definitely when it comes down to it, uh, one one of my favorite eras when it comes to music, and I could I could almost always fire up like a uh, a Motown playlist and just let it roll because it is it is just there and and there's such differing varieties too. Like you've got that like nice soulful chill kind of thing going on, uh, but it feels really good. And then you've got some of the more upbeat stuff. I mean, Wilson Pickett has some fucking great they shit were, out there. They were in producing decent stuff in the 90s, man. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says, boys to men, dude. So we go to the end, end of the, the road. road. The road. Yeah. Just so good, man. I Such mean, like, they're stuff. producing good stuff, like, even, like, late into my, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Smokey Robinson had a lot to do with that. and, and uh, Just amazing. Um, Clive, uh, Clive Davis, I think it was his name, uh, a big record producer there. But, I mean, like I said, just... It's crazy, and I, I I urge everybody if if you're in the Madison area, go check out this plaque uh, uh, over there. I think it's, um, it'll just give you kind of that that chilly willy kind of feeling of like, oh man, like this place is kind of almost where uh, a, a good chunk of that that you know genre kind of just died, just fell away. Sit on that dock of the bay and waste some time. Yeah, and just stare at the boats coming in, and then watch them roll away again. All right. So we've got our Wisconsin music segment now uh, to kind of, you know, coming off the heels of uh, of those uh, that funky that parquet and that soul that we had there with Otis Redding. Now we kind of move into uh, a little bit more of that indie kind of feel. Really good stuff. Yeah. Um, so Eric, can you tell me kind of how you found this band? I've never yeah. heard of them, and I'm stoked because I listened to it already. So. Yeah, yeah. So this is Horace Green. Uh, the the song that we chose is called Grizzly. It's off of their the diamond engine uh that was i think done in 2018ish um so just amazing musicianship i think we say that about just about everybody we listen to on here but the fact that they have so much control over their their instrument uh the one thing that i want you to kind of pinpoint in in here is right from the get go is you've got a, a guitar um that is just pinpointing some notes and um as a guitarist myself 
it's kind of tough to uh, spotlight individual notes. Now, he does have a lot of modulation effects uh, going on right in the beginning there. You've got a delay. You've got a reverb, pretty significant reverb going on. Um, really good stuff. And, but it, you know, a single note to have any impact is tough. And so that's what I want you to understand is that the opening part of this whole song is crazy in my opinion, because it's some of the hardest stuff to write. And we might've talked about this, Eric. Um, if there's like, and they're as, from Oshkosh, by the way, I just wanted to get that out there. It, you know, I always ask people this question, somebody who's musically inclined, is there um, a chord or a note that you are, that you think you are, your personality is? Cause I think I have a chord for you. Honestly, I probably think I'm just an E. Just you like a standard E. I always thought you were a C, the people's chord. C is a people's chord. I never heard that before. Uh, yeah, I always thought you were C. I know for me it's a B minor. When I talk, I vibrate B minor. I've even sure. looked it up to C. But even like remember, I use B minor in a lot of my songs. Yeah, you know what's crazy is um somebody else told me that I was a B. Trapper Shep told me I was a B minor too. Did he? Yeah, and I think that think really had, does fit me. We also did have that conversation with a Perba and Tom. Uh, yeah, at, we a, did. at a live event one time. About it, I always ask people also, because it really tells you a lot about their their personality. Yeah, like and if you're going Tom, through. Tom had a funny joke. He said he was like a F sharp minor or something like that. Oh yeah, that he chord went crazy. Exist yeah, or something. yeah, he was coming up with some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, because it like yeah, he was like oh, I'm an A sharp minor that you know because that's really an F. But yeah, he he yeah, it was funny. But it's like it's like you always hear people that say A minor and you just kind of like want to give them a hug because that's like probably the saddest chord. I yeah. Think. But yeah, I always ask that question to people who are musically inclined. Like, where do you feel you fit on those scales? Well, I like that you started the conversation by uh, expressing that you believe I'm musically inclined. Because oh. <laughs> I don't believe I am. Because it's all self-taught garbage, and I, and I don't know what I'm doing. So thank you for that compliment. But yeah, I think you I might be the it. I think you might be the people's chord C, right, baby. I could be a C. I, I think you're a C. I'll be a fucking C. All right. Well, what do we got, Eric? Yeah, what is so, the song you picked for us today to listen to from Horace Green? Like I said, Horace Green's song is Grizzly, and uh, they are from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh, if you go to their website, uh, which is HoraceGreen.com, you can actually find uh, more links to where they're going to be playing. Also, some of their music uh, is right there. I think they have a link to some videos. Also, a link to their merch. So, I really think if you got a chance, check them out because they're not—they're not just this one song. Uh, this is just Russ and I's kind of flair of what we wanted to choose for this thing because we have only limited, uh, uh, you know, uh, abilities here. But this song in particular, I know, struck him and I, and so we're gonna run with that. So let's go ahead and uh, launch right in here. Grizzly. Drown your
get your hopes up when you're scraping by Pick up your brain and you'll realize What an amazing song. Really it, cool, right? It was really awesome that they're from uh, the Oshkosh area, too. So I, 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 we got to look at kind of their schedule and see where they're playing out. You know how we always like to support local bands oh, hell and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I and hope I can catch that. It was just a really rad song. And I know like Oshkosh hosts like Mile of Music every year and that kind of thing. And it that's always super, super fun. Um, so Oshkosh definitely does have some really cool live music stuff going on most of the time. Uh, but these guys, you know, Horace Green, they, they don't just stick around their home uh, homeland there. They also kind of get out and they play other areas. So definitely take a look at their tour schedule because I think you'll you'll definitely find something uh, that you could go and see. It was really nice, too, to have like a little jolly music before I got to go to work on Monday. Yes. You know what I mean? It kind of gives you a little, a little amp up. Get yeah. you ready for the week, man, when you got to put on them suits. And, and I like the feel, you know, just yeah. a, a good, it's just a good feeling uh, track. It's got... Um, some nice, almost like surfy-ish vibes with the guitars in the back, and 
It just feels good. It yeah, it was, feels it was nice. a good feeling song. There was yeah. no A minors going on in there. No, you know what I mean. It was kind of that. Definitely no D minor. It was, there was a jolly song, man. It, it was, was good. A it was nice. Good track. I agree. Yeah. Yo. All right. What do we got? Well, we're going to jump into a beer review. Why don't we? Yeah. So, uh, again, we've been trying to get some of these newer breweries we never featured on the show. Um, I've been trying to support that local, you know what I mean? Our, all our Patreon well, money disappearing. And I think we love, I think we love, <laughs> yeah. we love the idea that um, even, even given the landscape uh, of the world right now, that uh, a new brewery can pop up and, uh, and, and produce uh, a really cool product for you and I and everybody else to, to try. And, I know that the beer market is saturated to all hell, but the, the, at the same time, it, it's like if you are an enthusiast, if you if you like to try, if you're a thrill seeker, if you will, I think you're going to find that most of these places produce something that you could get on board with. You know, um, we've we've talked a number of times about uh, these places that that do produce higher octane you know, bigger flavors, bigger alcohol content, that kind of thing. But that's not all they do. You definitely have uh, a beer there that's worthy of that sort of transition of I'm normally a Bud Light or a Miller Light or, you know, Coors or something. There is something there for you. So don't avoid those places. I I know that you also still want to go and support uh, your local taverns that just have kind of the main domestics on tap. But also... Right next door could be an amazing brewery uh, that you could go and have even get their flight and and do the taste test uh, of the little mini pours of of different things and get yourself out there and and explore. I love it. And this is this is no different. And so we uh, so I took some of our Patreon Patreon money, if you will, up to uh, Wauwatosa. Found a new brewery I've never heard of called uh, Big Head Brewing Company. Big Head. Big Head, baby. And uh, the one I chose today, I'm kind of still keeping with that Oktoberfest. I don't want it to end. I want October to be here forever. It's one of my favorite months. September and October are my two favorite months of the year. Yeah. And uh, I went with another German Hefeweizen. Excuse me? Peppa Pig. Hepatopotamus-tizen. But this one is uh, low on the ABV scale. It's a 6%er, uh, 12 IBUs. One of those light, crisp, easy-drinking beers. You know, like the Hefeweizen's kind of one of those, you know, next step kind of branching out from that uh, bush latte or whatever else you're drinking you know right. they kind of have just that wheat flavor low on the ibus easy on the gut you know i, I like the nice, wheat beers it's a nice subtle transition into something else because yeah miller light and some of those you know kind of standard domestics they have uh the flavor there but what i what i like about these next step ups uh hefeweizens uh, are definitely part of that um it's, it is the the more flavorful from the wheat or the from the barley from the other uh, you know things, and I think that that mash is what provides a, a good base level of flavor for this, and then there is maybe a tad bit more alcohol content to these. Not much though, because yeah. you're you're still kind of going to be in that four to six range for most of these you're getting that good wheat grain flavor out of this beer yeah, definitely definitely coming I mean. through um you know it has that golden that like light yellow color you know that you get when you pour kind of some domestics kind of have that yellowish the light yellow i guess the golden yeah. if you will um but the carbonation in here it's what i like it's, yeah it's, i love it's it a perfect it's, level it's like that little champagne baby 
It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's delicious. Um, this I highly might recommend. actually beat High Life as the champagne of beer. Yeah. No, it definitely has that carbonation that's just right for that half of right. Um, And yeah, it was in a growler. So it's that maintaining that while I drove it here, shaking up, you know, maintaining that carbonation. They knew what they were doing. It definitely and you saved. Know, the the shocks on that you know escort you know they're they're not the greatest anymore so no it had a little movement in there but not not terrible <laughs> that ninety nine escort that got the ladies getting wild delicious baby. vehicle there that, that Ford Escort baby taking those panties off of me it's reliable baby. as hell though no it is it's a great yeah, car I love it I, bulletproof you guys, you guys totally helped me out on that one man because I'm going through some stuff I I talked about my accident I'm still going through that yeah and dealing with that stuff but. Yeah, I, love love the beer, love the localness. Uh, I I love that we can you know I know we're not doing much, but like the way that I look at it is you know we're 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 taking uh, fifteen bucks of that Patreon money and spending it somewhere where we want to support somebody local. Right, and and honestly, the the real hope is that uh, one of the you know four or five thousand people that download and listen to this episode will then go and try it as well. There's so many new breweries. And like early on in, in when COVID was happening, it was so nice because we could talk to the breweries because they were kind of shut down, you know. Now it's been really hard. They really welcomed it. You yeah, know, they um, loved it. Because, and we talked to them about a whole bunch of stuff. Because, like how hey, they started. weren't necessarily shut down, but they were definitely more limited capacity. And for us to be able to talk to them and, and find out kind of what their schedule looks like, uh, what are they offering uh, to the public, you know, because you know they they were still typically doing carryouts or uh doing outdoor events and and uh that was really cool for us to be able to kind of be involved in that to get that more public but can you imagine some of the people we had on like even Mary Mack one of my favorite comedians oh, yeah. we had on our show like I can still not believe we interviewed Mary Mack Crazy. and just some of the breweries and stuff stuff that we love and I hope yeah. someday we can get more of them and th- the problem is we record on Sundays right it's kind of a tough yeah. time especially now that COVID's not happening people are like moving and shaking and football you know? season is yeah full football swing season right too now. is really hurting us but we will get some more interviews I do have a few things lined up in the future here uh, some really good interviews yeah we did get a, a listener suggestion as to who we should maybe reach out to and and uh so that'll probably be coming up as soon as we have it locked in and and we get it going uh we will announce you know who that was that suggested it and uh yeah, and, yeah. and and we'll get that interview rolling but you know it, not it's not necessarily that we're taking a step away from it um it, it's sort of inadvertent uh we're, we're not purposely uh avoiding it it's just uh, it was, it was, because we know schedules are tough and, uh, and, and, you know, it doesn't always just line up. So those first 50 episodes are like in the heat of COVID. So it was like no problem. So yeah. the first 50, there's like a new brewery on every single one of them. Yeah. If you go back and listen, it's just wild yeah. to think about that. We did that like nonstop. Yeah. But I remember how hard it was. I was doing a lot of the scheduling and like coming really up hard. Yeah, it was, it was rigid. <laughs> it was, a, I had a rigid schedule. Stiff. And I remember, you know, like early on, it was so hard for me to get like a maintain like a schedule and get all these people's numbers and then make sure that they're still good like a week before. It was just a lot of work. Yeah. But I do want to have that come back in the near future. And you, if you keep listening, you're going to hear some of the breweries, for maybe sure. some more famous Wisconsin folks again, too. Oh, I'm really hoping. Yeah. Actually, I reached out to, um, uh, I can't think of his name. He's a pitcher. He was on the LA Dodgers, but he's from Wisconsin, small town. He said he would try to make it work in his schedule. All right, I'm in. Yeah, and Let's Ryan Rubel. Ryan Rubel, we want to. Oh have yeah, him. he's yeah. been. He's he has a busy schedule too, so he's been a hard one to get on our show. 
Charlie Barron's never got back to me, <laughs> but I think yeah. we're too small for him at this point, you know? Hey, but I mean, maybe not so much for him to help himself, but it would be cool if he would help us out. And, and, uh, you know, not more, not more than a 15 minute conversation. That's I all think we do. Would, That's all we awesome, did on all you know? of our episodes. And then we always um, do the, how many, uh, how Wisconsin are you? That are little questions. We yeah. haven't done that in a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. We have, just keep on listening. You'll hear us come back. But uh, if you get a chance, check out Big Head Brewing in Wauwatosa and support that local. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many locos you have? All right, folks, you know what time it is, and uh, it's that how many locos segment we always talk about. And we got a great one today uh, featuring Kentucky Waterfall, the mullet, if you will. <laughs> and, like one of the hot mullets that we always, I've rocked in the past because I lost bets and had to rock a mullet for a couple months. I've been thinking about it. My hair's been getting real fucking long, and I'm thinking about maybe trying M- it. Mullets are making a comeback, though, to be honest. You know, that's what they say. And then I see somebody with one, and I'm like, I don't know. I, I, my boss, I asked him about it. He's like, no, you like, I have a professional desk job. I have to wear like a nice shirt and, and you pants. couldn't have a mullet. It's not professional, dude. It's professional up front, but it's party in the bag, baby. I have a professional job. I meet with customers, you know, on a weekly basis. They come in to visit me at the plant. And guess what? You, you see that hot rod. You might sell some shit. dude. I'm just telling you, here's the thing. <laughs> they come in and they see this, you know, absolute disaster I've got on my head right now that I've been growing for two years. And, uh, I don't know if they really enjoy it or not. Probably not. At least um, they're protecting your neck, Holmes. Yeah, at least you got that hair protecting your neck. Exactly dude. No right. No sunburn on the back, dude. That's exactly right. So let's go ahead and jump in here. We've got Fort Atkinson woman faces prison after seventh OWI conviction. The siete, amigo. Yo, what do we got here? Let's hear what we got going on. Spanish talk there it really turns me into a <laughs> a I don't fiesta, know, baby. A, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just getting turned into a Ford Fiesta. Yeah. Um, Ford habanero, Festiva. A little habanero. So Jefferson, a Ford Atkinson woman, faces sentencing March second following her conviction this week on seventh o- uh, offense operating a uh, motor vehicle while intoxicated. Oof. That's according to court documents. This individual, she is sixty-five years old. She faces up to twelve years. And Damn. six months in prison, so For twelve seven and a half is years. Tw- twelve years. Yeah, up to. Holy I don't know. I, I, I don't know that she's going to get it all, but I'm just saying that's a lot of time to potentially spend in there. That'll for, sober you up, dude. For, when you're 65 and you got 12 years under. Here's the thing: if she's had six priors and she didn't learn anything off those, I doubt she's going to learn anything oh, okay. here. But all right, all right, that's just my opinion. Um, they, they rarely, rarely do they have a. a, a a, you know, a, a moment where they're like, oh, my God, maybe I shouldn't do this. It's like, no, nah, she's just into drinking and driving because she's a fucking fool. Um, <laughs> so 65 year old woman here uh, faces major time in jail, potentially in a fine of uh, tw- up to twenty five thousand uh, dollars if she's uh, convicted here. Um, That's a good chunk of change, too. Yeah. So this woman uh, sentencing is scheduled for 1030 a.m. This was back in March, March 2nd uh, at the Jefferson County Branch Two Circuit Court. Uh, Judge William Hugh uh, is presiding over that particular court. Jurors also uh, convicted this individual of one count uh, each of operating a motor vehicle with a prohibited uh, blood alcohol content and failure to install an ignition <sighs> interlock device on her oh, car shit. as a result of previous offenses. Oh, um, just to remind everybody, uh, ignition interlock. That would be a breathalyzer before uh, you can turn your car on. So essentially you have to prove to your motor vehicle that you are sober in order for it to even turn on. 
Um, the OWI sentence could be uh, bifurcated, meaning she would serve uh, seven and a half years in prison. So that's a long time at 65. Maybe. Yeah. And then like five years on extended supervision probation, essentially, or parole, technically, in that in, in uh, the, the prison world, it's parole. Um, however, she she will serve at least three years behind bars for sure. Um, the, in this individual could face an additional six months in prison for her violation of the ignition interlock installation requirement that she, you know, failed. Um, so, uh, September 28th, 2021, this is the event we're talking about here. This is what caused it. I, I'm guessing probably, okay. yeah, it's, it's weird okay. that this is, you know, two years in the making, but sometimes that happens, especially during COVID. I understand there was a lot of different stuff going on with the courts, but anyway, uh, this was uh, or, uh, September 28th, 2021 at approximately 1.30 p.m. Uh, the uh, the woman crashed her black 2006 Buick. Of course it's a Buick. Right? It, it was it was not a regal Jesus act. Jesus Christ. I'm sure it means. had fucking more rust than black paint on it either. So uh, she crashed it into her ex-boyfriend's house. Uh, that was uh, 427 Monroe Street. Um, Honey, I'm home. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> We're not even dating anymore. I'm your ex. Uh, an officer who arrived at the scene first saw the vehicle with front end damage and fluid leaking from the engine, uh, he oh. said in the complaint. He also saw that part of the front of the house was gone. Um, so, <laughs> he saw, obviously... He saw that. Okay. Yeah. I would have saw a, that shit from a mile away, dude. Yeah. Way to go, Sherlock. You fucking noticed part of the house is gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the defendant said that she was coming home, or she was coming from her house on East Street and drove to the residence, which belongs to her ex-boyfriend, um, and the defendant stated that when she turned into the driveway, she went to apply the brakes, but accidentally pressed the gas, uh, which caused the vehicle to lurch forward and go right into the fucking house. Um, yeah, I mean, took who out hasn't? The, took out the love seat, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> who hasn't accidentally pressed the gas when I mean to press the brakes and I'm at my ex-boyfriend's house? All that kind of stuff. Um, she was the only person in the vehicle, so nobody else was involved there. Um, the officer asked uh, the defendant how much she had had to drink. Uh, she replied, too many. I just had a cup too many. <laughs> yep. I, uh, whoops. Uh, the, uh, the woman told investigators that she drank two shot-sized bottles of Fireball whiskey and a half a beer. Um, she told police she'd had her last drink 20 minutes before she drove. Um I don't know that that's it, enough it could, to do what she You know did. what? It actually like could be, but let's let's kind of finish this off because I, yeah. I have I have some the ideas. the officer administered field sobriety tests and arrested her for operating while intoxicated. A, pre, a preliminary breath test uh, given at the at the field uh, yielded a blood alcohol level of point one one. So that could be right. Like it could actually like Not you for could two two. But two shots, shots, shots of will, will definitely like increase that BAC but real just quick. Though, two dude. and then a half beer. I don't know, man, because three beers can get you to a point eight. I know point oh eight. But that's beer. That could, yeah, but that's she's drinking that alcohol. Fireball's that fireball, like not dude. Really, that high content either. So the FB will get you wild though, dude. You'll yeah. do some wild stuff on FB, man. I've been naked on FB. Jesus Christ! I tried to cut down a tree that was like bigger than like yeah. The FB gets you wild, baby. Man, yeah. You definitely do some dumb shit. But she did. Uh, um, it is illegal in Wisconsin, obviously, for a driver to ha operate a motor vehicle with uh, a BAC 0.08 or greater. Um, this woman's driving record reflects six previous convictions for operating while intoxicated dating to June 30th, 1989. So we don't, we don't have all of them, but it's since eight, 1989 she's been hitting Yeah, she's, hitting she's gotten seven since 89. She's been hitting that bottle since 89, so. baby. I'll tell you what. What, what do you think? I mean, we got we got an age sixty five. 
Um, you know what? That point one one could just be the two fireballs and that half beer. To be she's honest. a fucking lightweight. If that's the case, man. Like I'm telling two you that, shots of fireball and a and a half of a beer. That fireball wreck your life, Holmes. But here's the here's the problem I have here. Is that enough to tell me that she crashed her fucking car into a house? Have you ever seen the front of a fireball bottle? There's a little deval on there, a little devil dude. He gets in your system, but still, and just starts fire dancing. You're just like, I got to do like, dumb shit. I just, I, I just don't know that that math equates to me. But then again, I'm not this person. Uh, it's been a number of years since I've drank anything uh, fireball ish. So it's like. I'm I'm just having a hard time completely okay. digesting the fact that that's what it was, and the point one one, like you're saying, that two shots and, and a half a beer could equate to that, especially if it's only been about twenty minutes uh, since ingesting that stuff. I get you, but she crashed a fucking car into a house. So you you're thinking higher on this spectrum than than I was probably. I mean, I'm just I, I, I'm just curious. I'm just trying to debate. If we this. take into account ev- each and every each individual's uh, tolerance. Um, then yeah, I mean, I gotta say, that I think to me this is gonna be a higher number than what she's presenting. I'm, not, I mean, I'm not proud of my fireball moments, and I know they can lead to some nasty shit. It's one of those things you never bring to church because guys, the deval on it, dude. Like, yeah, you you have to get blessed like twenty times if you start drinking that. Right, this, man. Right, yeah, you're gonna walk in, and and the holy water's gonna start to boil if you got oh, fireball yeah. in you. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. There's um, no hell marys that can take that away. Two shot size bottles of Fireball, half a beer, about 20 minutes, 65. We've got six already on her record. This would be the seventh. Um, There's, I, I have, I have a number in mind. Uh, I, I'm just gonna, I, you want to know what? I really cannot think of this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear what you have to say, and I'll kind of debate it. So go okay. ahead. I'm thinking 14. 14. Yeah, I was in that range. I was thinking 12. Yeah. So yeah. And, and like I said, for no other reason than the fact that uh, I'm trying to equate her tolerance level to the amount she drank and to the uh, event that happened. So uh, although we've seen people uh, with uh, higher uh, BAC, you know, much higher than 0.11, and we have said that they were, you know, maybe at the same level, you know, 14 local. That's where I'm kind of coming from is I think she's at a 14 local for what she can handle. Do you think, do you think that mullet is leading to some of this though, too? Like you got, you got to live up to the mullet, dude. Like you got to drink and drive Camaros and shit. You right. Know? Right. You think she, that's part of it? She's got a little bit of evil Knievel in her. Uh, it seems that she's a daredevil. She's like, I probably can jump that house. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, there's no <laughs> ramp got, or anything. When you got a mullet, you can jump a house. You know what I'm saying? saying? You instantly become, uh, a, a, like a daredevil, if you will, because you, you got you, that mullet. You, you want to jump and you want that mullet just flapping, right. dude. And it's you like decide, you two put bald eagles streaking behind you too when you right. do it. You and know? I'm sure just before, just just before the police arrived, she probably took off her pit vipers and put them to the side, and then Here we you go. know she just you know, said, "Here we go." Took she the, just took the fuzzy it. dice out of the fucking mirror and set those aside. Um, knowing that she's literally never going to drive a car ever again in her I, life. I think I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go more towards you. I think fourteen loco is acceptable in this yeah. case. Do you want to sound the gavel on this one? Probably Law and Order. This mullet. Yep.
All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.